Captain Black, uh, Nadra Enzi. Welcome back to the C.L. Bryan Show. How are you, brother? I'm excellent. I call some brothers good brothers, but for you, how are you doing, my good, good brother? God bless you, my friend, and to God be the glory. Thank you so much. Uh, for your friendship as well, Nadra. Nadra, listen, we were listening to the uh, television. I was I was out of town, and I just had it on in my, my hotel. And I was listening to the television um, there, and I, I boom, 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 but New Orleans is just, you know, the people running for their lives. But Nadra, this is a black... Tell, tell us who was, who was killed, and tell us who was shooting. Tell us who shot, tell us who got shot. Talk it to us about it. In the initial stages, it looks like a black 15-year-old boy shot and killed a black 16-year-old and various adults whose uh, ethnicities haven't been confirmed, but most likely black, but all that information will emerge in time. The tragedy is, of course, that people being gunned down in the streets by somebody not even old enough to shave. And the greater tragedy is this is not unusual. This is and not unusual. No, no. New Orleans is, as you know, and as many listeners know, it's a majority black city. It's a majority democratic city. I, you know, I, I deal with people in a nonpartisan fashion, so I can say this with no fear of contradiction. There are no evil Republicans lurking around New Orleans hypnotizing black children and black men and telling them to go out and commit crime. So this is an internal problem that, unfortunately, is not being managed very well. Let's talk about it then, Nadra. Let's talk about that then. Okay, Uh, let's put that ghost to rest. That's that's one ghost of Louisiana and Mississippi and, and America that we can put to rest right now is that there are no Republicans uh, or conservatives or even white folks roaming around in New Orleans or Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles, uh, doing these types of things, Houston, doing these types of things. Nadra has pointed out it's internal. Let's talk about that internal. Nadra, since it's black kids, black babies, black men doing some shooting, and black women are getting hit, and black children are dying because of it. Is it then a black man's problem? Shouldn't black men step up and say, hey, enough is enough. Talk to us. Absolutely. And they have. You know, a gentleman I call our number one crime fighter and mentor, Brother Al Mims. Grew up in one of the most uh, plagued areas of New Orleans, Central City. He's been mentoring. He's been standing up for the police. He's had his house shot up. He's had his life threatened by a parolee who he actually helped get out of prison. This is the type of person that the media does not always go to because there's a narrative. Unfortunately, too many of our black elected officials and Brother Reverend, and I say this reverently, some of our ministers of the gospel are more dedicated to an ideology than they are the safety and stability of our community. You know, there are a lot of men out here who are mentoring, who are walking the streets, who are mediating disputes, who are risking their lives and spending precious few dollars trying to keep people alive and provide opportunity. But the focus 
is on just this kind of slavish devotion to an ideology that says, hey, I don't care if you broke into a hundred houses, and in, in the future segment, I'd like to share with you a prayer meeting I had at 3.50 in the morning involving myself and a gentleman who was climbing in through my window who almost met Jesus. You, hey, God bless him because it's better you than me having encountered him. He would be with the Lord right now, I I would hope. But, uh, (laughs) and in in New Orleans, and I would be in jail despite what uh, the state law says. I mean, this is what we're talking about. Such a dedication to an ideology that you will undermine state law on self defense, you will undermine state law on prosecuting carjackers, armed robbers, and burglars. You're serving them all that, and you fill our mostly black city, our mostly working-class city, with career criminals who should be incarcerated. And now, when you fill in COVID-19, you got another ideological reason not to incarcerate them. Our DA has made it clear he campaigned on a platform of not trying juveniles as an adult, as adults which means if, if one of them beats your grandmother with a crowbar and cripples her for the rest of her life, let me give you a real-world example. Wow, the wow, wow. All I can say, Nadra, all I can say is that he, yep. and, and listen, Lord, forgive me for saying this, but if that happened to, to, to my grandmother, he's a dead man. Mm-hmm. Seriously. But this is, these are the choices that people being put into. The priority is being placed. When I look at a lot of, because like our election season has just started, every seat is up from the mayor to all the city councilmen. And everybody's platform looks like they're auditioning to be the executive directors of social service agencies. Nobody's talking about going to the federal government and saying, well, can a U.S. attorney prosecute carjackers and shooters and parole violators Wow, man, you know, when you say that, when you when you put it in that context, Nadra, uh, that is so easy to see. Michelle, I want to get Mims. You talk, you said this fellow, the fellow mentor that you're talking about. I'd like to have him on the show and then I'd like you to come on the show with me. Let's let's sure. do that. You know, Michelle, hook that up. What I love about platforms like yours is we get to hear about the side of the black community that our liberal friends, unfortunately, don't want to talk about. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. That's what I'm talking about. We're going to talk about it. This is the bridge to conversation. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. And and Nadra, get him for us. Tell him, we, Michelle, uh, we're going to get him on. Uh, I know you can hear me. Uh, Michelle, uh, let's get him on next week, uh, as early in the week as possible, maybe Tuesday of next week. Nadra, let me ask you this then. Uh, you were you identifying uh, then the, the, those who do step up 
Why? Let me ask you this question. You said that Mem's house was shot into and that you, who knows why they're burglarizing, trying to burglarize you. They may be. Nadja, just be careful, brother. God God bless you. May his angels go before you, behind you, and stand beside you, brother. That is my prayer for you. But why would someone like Mem's be a target of the people who he's helping the most? How twisted have we gotten when we actually try to take out the folks who are on our side. But I'm laughing because one of the things that Brother Mims always says is that I have problems with people that I've always tried to help. There is a resentment. See, the people who tried to hurt Brother Mims, the people who threatened him, these aren't representatives of the black community, but they are representatives of a mindset that's been allowed to destroy the black community. We weren't always like this. This is a fairly recent development, but it's getting very, very bad. People like him who get up in the morning, mentor children, stand guard at playgrounds, run errands for people, pray and cry with people, attend over 2,000 funerals of mostly black juvenile murder victims, the people who support that type of uh, behavior resent it. Wow. Now, these aren't all black people, because most black folks are not out here. You know, let, let me just give a, a memo. FYI, most Negroes are not out here robbing and stealing. <laughs> but the ones who are are being used by our liberal friends, have to be honest. Oh, yeah. Folks. Yeah. And for fundraising. Because every time you hear, well, we need to decriminalize, we need to do this, we need to do that, I just want you to do a little little thought experiment. If this were a skinhead with a swastika tattooed in the middle of his forehead, and if he had beaten up this woman, this is an actual case that happened here, ran over her with her own car, and the DA would have given a step against and then with a swastika tattooed in the middle of his forehead, would have given him six months in juvenile boot camp and probation. People would be out here in the streets riding. Black, white, liberal, conservative, Christian, Jewish, or none of the above because they would be outraged. Nadra, they would be calling for him, his skin to be peeled in Jackson Square. That's what they would be crying for. They would be. They would want his skin to be peeled off of him in Jackson. Not off of the rough tonight. Yes, and, and, and see that you just pointed out something that is just. We do this to our black folks are doing this to themselves. We're doing. We're 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 playing the double standard against ourselves as far as letting folks get away with stuff in our own community that we would not allow someone else to get away with. Now, and again, I ask your your listeners to imagine if Biff got up in the morning, left the suburbs, and Biff just you know coincidentally happens to be a member of his parish, which is Louisiana, Louisiana, as you know, for county, the public executive committee. And if this goes to, who knows, maybe a store or something, and if this shot up a bunch of people and waited for the police to come and said that this was his political statement because he doesn't like the people he shot, can you imagine the outcry? This 
his cat, his dog, and everything else, people would be trying to kill because he did this. And again, we're not talking about vigilantism against black stuff. No, 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 no. We're not. Ta- we're not advocating. Hey, let me put that. Make that clear. We're not advocating vigilant vigilantism at all. Although we do but understand the same we- outrage that we had against Dylan Roof for the demonic satanic murder of people inside their churches, well, guess what? There are black versions of... Oh, my God, yeah. ...politics, oh, yeah, or white supremacy. We need to have the same level of discussion because it's our children, our women, our homes, our young men that are being affected. The liberals who live in the gated communities or the suburbs... They don't have to face the consequences of their permissive policies. And to be honest with you, some libertarians on the right have the same fantasy. They say, well, you know, if we just release this guy who's a career armed robber, he'll be so grateful to us that we didn't give him the 20 years as the last armed robber earned that he won't do anything bad again. And, of course, he goes out and commits more armed robbery, or maybe this time he kills somebody. Because you're telling him that he's special and that there are no consequences to his actions. New Orleans has criminals with the highest self-esteem possibly in America. Wow. Wow. Some people may think that's good, but for the victims of this high self-esteem, it's not good. Because when somebody wakes up in the morning and... Michelle, I think I lost him. Nine times out of ten, the current sheriff will have the jail release him and nine times out of ten even if it goes to court the current DA is going to try to plead it down usually from the felony that it was to a misdemeanor and he'll be back out on the street on probation that he's not going to go to but he doesn't have to worry because nobody's going to arrest him for violating probation you know a friend of mine um, a friend of mine was in an accident uh, not long ago hit by from behind by a guy in, in her car uh, who had no insurance. Uh, has, he, he has this jacket of, of crime and all of that. And uh, when, they get, when he gets to the court, the judge actually asks him, what does he want to do today? And, 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 and it's it, it just, it just amazing, uh, that, that question to a person who has that type of criminal record and behavior, why would you ask him that? Is that the way our criminal justice system is going? We're asking the criminals, okay, what, how can we make this better? Does, is that a farce? Is that an absolute farce? Talk to us, man. Got about uh, two minutes left in this segment, but stay with me through the break. Go ahead and, go ahead and start your, 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 your answer, Nadra. Oh, yeah, the joke is on us, and I've got a special message for conservative listeners because it starts in the hood, but it's always going to end up in the heartland. It starts in the hood. Oh, Nadra. Hey, I may have to steal that one, man. Uh, it, it starts in the hood, but it always ends up in the heartland. I like that. I like that. I like that. Hey, listen, I'm on with Nadra Enzi. Nadra, tell folks how to get a hold of you and how to bring them to you. Uh, he has a special take on things, folks, and it's through the eyes 
of someone who is who lives it. You you just heard Nadra say that hey, he had a three o'clock in the morning prayer meeting with a fellow who was coming in through his window. Yeah, and uh, he, and the fellow I'm sure does not know how close he came to meeting with the Lord. I hope he had his business straight. Prayer meeting, and it was me, Jesus, him, and my nine millimeter. That, that's, and what nine millimeter. that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm glad he did. You see. And, <laughs> and, and, and hey, with me. The, the, the nation was won and defended. That's a beautiful, beautiful image there, Nadra. The nation was won and defended with the firearm, the Second Amendment right that you have. It wins your freedom, and it defends your freedom. Just look at the countries that don't have uh, the freedom you have to own a firearm. You let them take your guns away, I guarantee, to guarantee you one thing, it is over. Nadra, we'll be back with you. Hold on right there. Michelle, keep him right there. I'll be right back with Nadra Enzi, Captain Black. He's going to tell you how to get a hold of him. I went on the other side of the break uh, and how to bring him to a place where you are because, hey, you need to hear from folks like Nadra. You need to hear how it is on the streets of a place like New Orleans. And, 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 and New Orleans it is at one time was the murder capital of the United States. That's right. New Orleans, Louisiana, not too many. Uh, in fact, it is. I think it's one and two, maybe number three all the time. So so you heard Nadra say it's, it's mostly a black city. So guess what? That ain't a fed problem. That's a black folks problem. Oh, we're going to talk about it, because if skinheads were doing what black folks are doing right now, you would want them peeled alive. I'll be back. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. And for the flag I stand. CL throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the planet. That is America. If you're traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not, and there you will see the Talk Monster billboard. Yeah, that's Red State. We're the Talk Monster, the number one talk platform in the nation. Yeah, we are. 
And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show pops up there. And C.L.'s looking back at you there in Times Square. Yeah, it's above Ripley's, but believe it or not. Everything's getting back to normal, but everything's going crazy because violence. Cops are being um, defunded. Criminals are taking advantage of it. Uh, and people like Nadra Enzi is trying to keep you safe, trying to keep himself safe, trying to keep I'm trying to keep me safe and uh, looking out for, for those around me as well. And so it, it's gotten to, it's the it's the wild, wild west. You know, if you go back a little ways, you remember that one. It's the wild, wild west in America right now. And. Old people are, 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 are taking the brunt of it. Young children are taking the, 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 the brunt of it. It's time for those who, it's where it's coming from, it's time for those people, black people, the people that I come from in this country. Well, at least half of me comes from those people. And hey, let me tell you something. You better wake up. Nadrenzi is my special guest. And Nadra, tell everybody how to get a hold of you before we continue with our conversation. Certainly. At Cat Black, Real Bro, that's B R O, on Instagram and Twitter. Two platforms you can find me as well as Facebook. Welcome to conversation. Always interested in building coalitions. You don't have to have the same belief, you need to adopt the same tactics. How important is it to build coalitions, uh, Nadra? A lot of people don't understand what it is to to network and to build coalitions of people who are not necessarily in your uh, uh, wheelhouse. Uh, how important is that? Talk to us. If a crime victim, of whom I've met many, is healing from just being assaulted, it, it doesn't matter what that person's political ideology is. Is immaterial about his or her party affiliation. What matters is, is the person all right? And in a city like this, where people have lost even the semblance of confidence in law enforcement, can we persuade the person to make a police report so that it is documented, so that hopefully, by some infinitesimal measure, we can reduce the number of people who might be victimized in the same area by the same suspect? What it means is that the fact that you're a Bernie supporter, like many members of my coalition here in New Orleans, is immaterial to a greater fact. You don't want to get knocked in the head. You're tired of your stuff being taken, and you want results. The big house Democrats here have essentially given diplomatic immunity to criminals. But ironically, the grassroots Democrats here are feeling the impact. I mean, we're having so many carjackings that people have lost count. And we had a tragic murder of a woman, Portia Pollard. She was um, and is loved in the community, the black nationalist community, the white liberal community, the big mainstream left community here. She was getting ready for work a couple months ago when somebody stabbed her, killed her. Car. Now, 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 and, and Nadra, I want you to speak up a little bit louder, but let me ask you this. Sure. Let me ask you this. She was, describe, describe how this murder took place. She was getting ready for work around 7.30 in the morning. She exited her home to go to her vehicle. A carjacker, almost in his 50s, 
material for this type of uh, so-called work. Stabbed her to death and took her car. Wow. She, now, this, this dude accomplished one thing. He united black nationalists, leftists, white conservatives, atheists, born-again, holy rollers, and no rollers behind the fact that this beautiful woman being murdered was something that the community could not accept. And our Bernie supporters, our Hillary girls, our lifelong Democrats were screaming at local elected officials, why was this man out on an ankle monitor? Why wasn't this man in prison? And what is the sentence that he's going to get for murdering somebody who united this community? I, um... you know, this is what, this is the flip side of the ideology that people are dying who don't have to die, that people are being harmed who do not have to be harmed. I have worked with uh, police officers in other parts of the country, up in fact, up in Tampa and out in Los Angeles as well. Uh, well, up in Pomona, Pomona, California, uh, when Jane and I lived out there many years ago. But you have to find the source of who is stripping these cars and paying these guys the money to car because they, they, they don't have anything to do with the car. They, they need to sell it to somebody, or, and, and if you sell the car to somebody, you're going to get caught with it. So what they're doing is stripping them down and selling the parts. You have got to identify uh, who is buying and paying for these parts, and you will cut that out, although that does not mean that the crime will go away. True. That's one of the things that I do agree with with our new DA because that's one of the focuses of these his prosecutions of car theft for juveniles who are being put up to do this. But the other end of this equation that he didn't talk about, and oftentimes our police don't, many of the juvenile car thefts or carjacking is for joyriding. Maybe to be used in another crime, but oftentimes it's just a thrill of dominating somebody saying, hey, I took somebody's car, we drive around in it until we wreck it. Or it runs out of gas, and then we just jump out, and we steal another one. Wow. You know, there's no master plan behind all this. It's like, oh, well, you know, every carjacking or every car theft must be because they want a, a throwaway vehicle when they commit another crime. Sometimes yes, but often no. So sometimes it's just to joyride. You know, Michelle, we got to get we got to get Mario Mario on the phone, uh, and Mario tells a great story about a former life, and now uh, he he's a guy who can be a mentor to so many uh, throughout this country. Mario Chavez is a very good friend of ours, and uh, who can tell a story about how he he knows exactly what it is to carjack and all that kind of thing. Uh, back when he was a, a young kid, and he's a wo- wonderful story. He is. And I certainly hope he becomes mayor of Shreveport, Louisiana. But anyway, anyway, all that aside, Nadra, where do we go from here? What now? This Biden administration certainly is friendly to the crime that's going on. They're, they're hypocrites as far as corona, uh, this virus is concerned uh, and all COVID, COVID-19 and all that's concerned. They don't care. There's people pouring across our borders. They don't wear any masks. They don't wear nothing. They probably hadn't had any shots or anything like that. So, what? Where does this farce go? How far does this farce go? To be honest, it goes only as far as we allow it. Now, on the local level in New Orleans, the mayor and the entire city council is up for re-election. 
if voters are not going to demand results, action plans that include aggressive prosecution and into a federal consent decree that is depopulating NOPD. It's 500 plus officers down now, a 45 year low. If we're not talking about that, if we're not hearing that type of uh, prescription from our politicians, then what you're going to end up seeing is what happened weeks ago when a lady was doing a food delivery. And she had a vehicle parked in the streets with the hazard lights on while she was going to deliver her food. So intuition told her to look, and sure enough, young man had jumped into the car seat, and she quickly ran to her vehicle to get her pistol out of the front door. And she retrieved the pistol, pulled, you know, the guy pulled down the shirt and the shirt over his face to cover his face, saw he was a teenager. And only because he was a teenager, she didn't shoot him. But when he took off, she fired several rounds at him. Now, most adults have not heard a gunshot in anger in their direction in their lives. When you talk about mentoring, for my brothers who are members of the Democratic Party, and FYI, I'm, I'm no party. I left the Republican Party. We would talk about that on another show. But for my brothers in the Democratic Party, you are almost invisible men in your own party and in your own narrative. Young black men will be best mentored by older black men. If you are not demanding your place at the table to address these problems and you will accept policies that are dooming your young men and unfortunately a number of older ones to lives of crime and poverty. No, it's not all of us. It's a number of us. National problem. Our young men are dying from homicide, not a virus that came in from China, but viral violence that is coming from our neighborhoods. And if that's not important enough to you, that's not, you know, there's nothing else I can say. Because once again, if it was Tad from the Tea Party running around shooting young black people, shooting pregnant black mothers, shooting people at the graduation parties, shooting people. At parties on porches, and these are all incidents that happen every year. If it was Tad from the Tea Party doing it, you'd have federal troops in the streets. Yeah, you would. Yes, you would. If 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 Tea Party grassroots, even conservatives, uh, listen, I don't care who you are. If you're not with their program, if you did anything close to this, Guantan, you might wind up in Guantanamo Bay for all we know. As far as they might, they might, you never know. I wouldn't shed a tear, but this is what happens when ideology becomes more important than your identity, more important than community, and definitely more important than safety. Nigel, tell everybody how to get a hold of you again. I gotta go. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Cat Black Real Bro, B R O, on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. God bless you. God keep you. Nadrine, man, it's always great talking to you. You're always enlightening. Thank you, man.